0: It's May the 21st. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey. We hopped on the Bible bus in January. It's from Genesis to Revelation in just one year, approaching now the end of the month of May, and here we are. Uh, We're deep in the book of 1 Kings. We finished with the story of Solomon, the man who had so much wisdom and so much blessing and whose rain ended in such a sad way well we're going to get to that we're today we're reading chapters 13 14 and 15. let me say this i know that many people have joined us recently welcome glad to have you here you may wonder is there a way you can catch up let me say this all the videos the videos for every single day from january february march april may all of them Through today, they are on the Keep Believing website. Now, they're archived, all of them, on Facebook, and they're on YouTube. They're on the Rumble video platform, so you can find them there. But the easiest way is just go to keepbelieving.com, and there you'll find... There's a little pull-down menu that says, Let's Read the Bible. Click on that, and if you just go down that page a little bit, you'll see uh, tabs for the months, January, February, March, April, and May click on any of those tabs you'll see all the bible reading videos for that month and God willing by the time we get to the end of the year uh, we will have 365 videos on the website and so people have said to me i'm hearing it a lot now why well, I'm not totally up to date well again i don't think very many people are going to are going to watch all 365 days of the Bible reading on those days. Very few people, maybe maybe nobody's going to do that. It doesn't matter. You watch when you can. You watch where you can. And here's the good thing. The videos are free. They're available 24-7, 365 at keepbelieving.com. So if you want to go back and watch any of them or just want to go back and watch some of them, that's fine. If you want to start today on May the 21st and just go with us, it doesn't matter. I'm just letting you know. The videos are there for you. Okay, now we've got First Kings 13, 14, and 15. Saul is dead. David is dead. Solomon is dead. The kingdom is split into the north and the south. The kingdom that the tribes in the north are called Israel. The tribes in the south are called Judah. Ten tribes in the north and two tribes in the south. The easiest way to think about it is this. In the north, there were a number of kings, about 19 kings in the north. None of them were good kings. None of them really followed the Lord. In the south, there were about 20 kings. Of those 20 kings, about eight of them were said to have been good kings who did follow the Lord. So here's what's going to happen throughout the rest of 1st and 2nd kings. We're going to follow the northern kings for a while, and then we're going to jump back and do the southern kings for a while. So we're just going to go back and forth. We're going to see what happens. In the divided kingdom, and here initially, I am afraid to report, or I'm sorry to report, the early returns are not encouraging. Well, we're reading, find out. first Kings 13. A man of God came, however, from Judah to Bethel by the word of the Lord. While Jeroboam was standing beside the altar to burn incense, the man of God cried out against the altar by the word of the Lord. Altar, altar! This is what the Lord says. A son will be born to the house of David named Josiah, and he will sacrifice on you the priests of the high places who are burning incense to you. Human bones will be burned on you. He gave a sign that day. He said, this is the sign the Lord has spoken. The altar will now be ripped apart, and the ashes that are on it will be poured out. When the king heard the message that the man of God had cried out against the altar at Bethel, Jeroboam stretched out his hand from the altar and said, Arrest him! But the hand he stretched out against him withered, and he could not pull it back to himself. The altar was ripped apart, and the ashes poured from the altar according to the sign that the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. Then the king responded to the man of God, Plead for the favor of the Lord your God, and pray for me, so that my hand may be restored to me. So the man of God pleaded for the favor of the Lord, and the king's hand was restored to him and became as it had been at first. Then the king declared to the man of God, Come home with me, refresh yourself, and I'll give you a reward. But the man of God replied, If you were to give me half your house, I still wouldn't go with you, and I wouldn't eat food or drink water in this place, for this is what I was commanded by the word of the Lord. You must not eat food or drink water or go back the way you came. So he went another way. He did not go back by the way he had come to Bethel. Now, a certain old prophet was living in Bethel, His son came and told him all the deeds that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. His sons also told their father the words he had spoken to the king. Then their father asked him, which way did he go? His sons had seen the way taken by the man of God who had come from Judah. Then he said to his sons, saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey for him, and he got on it. He followed the man of God and found him sitting under an oak tree. He asked him, are you the man of God who came from Judah? I am, he said. Then he said to him, Come home with me and eat some food. But he answered, I cannot go back with you or accompany you. I will not eat food or drink water with you in this place. For a message came to me by the word of the Lord. You must not eat food or drink water there or go back by the way you came. He said to him, I am also a prophet like you. An angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord. Bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat food and drink water. The old prophet deceived him. And the man of God went back with him, ate food in his house and drank water. While they were sitting at the table, the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back. And the prophet cried out to the man of God who had come from Judah. This is what the Lord says, because you rebelled against the Lord's command and did not keep the command that the Lord your God commanded you. But you went back and ate food and drank water in the place he said to you, Do not eat food or, and do not drink water. Your corpse will never reach the grave of your ancestors." So after he'd eaten food and after he had drunk, the old prophet saddled the donkey for the prophet he had brought back. When he left, a lion attacked him along the way and killed him. His corpse was thrown on the road and the donkey was standing beside it. The lion was standing beside the corpse too. There were men passing by who saw the corpse thrown on the road and the lion standing beside it, and they went and spoke about it in the city where the old prophet lived. When the prophet who had brought him back from his way heard about it he said he is the man of god who disobeyed the lord's command the lord has given him to the lion and it has mauled and killed him according to the word of the lord that he spoke to him then the old prophet instructed his son saddle the donkey for me they saddled it and he went and found the corpse thrown in the road with the donkey and the lion standing beside the corpse the lion had not eaten the corpse or mauled the donkey so the prophet lifted the corpse of the man of god and laid it on the donkey and brought it back the old prophet came into the city to mourn and to bury him. Then he laid the corpse in his own grave, and they mourned over him, O oh, my brother. After he had buried him, he said to his sons, When I die, bury me in the grave where the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the message that he cried out by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel and against all the, shr- all the shrines of the high places in the city- cities of Samaria is certain to happen even after this. Jeroboam did not repent of his evil way, but again made priests for the high places places from the ranks of the people. He ordained whoever so desired it, and they became priests of the high places. This was the sin that caused the house of Jeroboam to be cut off and obliterated from the face of the earth. 1 Kings 14. Now, we're going to see how all this works out. Jeroboam should have learned. He even you know, said, pray for me that my, my hand would be healed. And it was healed. And he still didn't learn anything. At that time, Abijah, son of Jeroboam became sick. Jeroboam said to his wife, go disguise yourself so they won't, won't know you're Jeroboam's wife and go to Shiloh. The prophet Ahijah is there. It was he who told me about becoming king over this people. Take with you ten loaves of bread, some cakes, and a jar of honey. Go to him. He will tell you what will happen to the boy. Jeroboam's wife did that. She went to Shiloh and arrived at Ahijah's house. Ahijah could not see. He was blind due to his age. But the Lord had said to Ahijah, Jeroboam's wife is coming soon to ask you about her son, for he is sick. You were to say such and such to her. When she arrives, she will be disguised. When Ahijah heard the sound of her feet entering the door, he said, Come in, wife of Jeroboam. Why are you disguised? I have bad news for you. Go tell Jeroboam. This is what the Lord God of Israel says. I raised you up from the people, appointed you ruler over my people Israel, tore the kingdom away from the house of David, and gave it to you. But you were not like my servant David, who kept my commands and followed me with all his heart, doing only what was right in my sight. You behave more wickedly than all who were before you. In order to anger me, you have proceeded to make for yourself other gods, And cast images, but you have flung me behind your back. Because of all this, I am about to bring disaster on the house of Jeroboam. I will wipe out all of Jeroboam's males, both slave and free in Israel. I will sweep away the house of Jeroboam as one sweeps away dung until it is all gone. Anyone who belongs to Jeroboam and dies in the city, the dogs will eat. And anyone who dies in the field, the birds will eat. For the Lord has spoken. As for you, get up and go to your house." When your feet enter the city, the boy will die. All Israel will mourn for him and bury him. He alone out of Jeroboam's house will be given a proper burial, because out of the house of Jeroboam something favorable to the Lord God of Israel was found in him. The Lord will raise up for himself a king over Israel, who will wipe out the house of Jeroboam. This is the day, yes, even today, for the Lord will strike Israel so that they will shake as a reed shakes in water. He will uproot Israel from this good soil that he gave to their ancestors. He will scatter them beyond the Euphrates because they made their Asherah poles. Angering the Lord, he will give up Israel because of Jeroboam's sins that he committed and caused Israel to commit. Then Jeroboam's wife got up and left and went to Tirzah. As she was crossing the threshold of the house, the boy died. He was buried and all Israel mourned for him. According to the word of the Lord, he had spoken through his servant, the prophet Ahijah. As for the rest of the events of Jeroboam's reign, how he waged war and how he reigned, note that they are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. The length of Jeroboam's reign was 22 years. He rested with his ancestors and his son Nadab became king in his place. Now, Rehoboam, Solomon's son, reigned in Judah. Rehoboam was 41 years old when he became king. He reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city of the Lord where the Lord had chosen from all the tribes of Israel to put his name. Rehoboam's mother's name was Naamah the Ammonite. Judah did what was evil in the Lord's sight. They provoked him to jealous anger more than all their ancestors had done with the sins they committed. They also built for themselves high places, sacred pillars, ash poles on every high hill and under every green tree. There were even male cult prostitutes in the land. They imitated all the detestable practices of the nation's the Lord had dispossessed before the Israelites. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam, King Shishak of Egypt went to war against Jerusalem. He seized the treasuries of the Lord's temples, temple and the treasuries of the royal palace. He took everything. He took all the gold shields that Solomon had made. King Rehoboam made bronze shields to replace them and committed them into the care of the captain, captains of the guards who protected the entrance to the king's palace. Whenever the king entered the Lord's temple, the guards would carry the shields, then they would take them back to the armory. The rest of the events of Rehoboam's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written about in the historical record of Judah's kings. There was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam throughout their reigns. Rehoboam rested with his ancestors and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. His mother's name was Naamah the Ammonite. His son Abijam became king, in his place. Verse Kings 15. Through most of that last chapter, we were following events in the north. And then we got to the end of Jeroboam. And then Rehoboam, now, he has died. He is really not any better than Jeroboam. But now, let's read and see what's going to happen. We're down in Judah now. In the 18th year of Israel's king Jeroboam, son of Nebat, Abijah became king over Judah. And he reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Maacah, daughter of Abishalom. Abijam walked in all the sins his father before him had committed, and he was not wholeheartedly devoted to the Lord his God as his ancestor David had been. But for the sake of David, the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by raising up his son after him and by preserving Jerusalem. For David did what was right in the Lord's sight, and he did not turn aside from anything. He had commanded him all the days of his life, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. There had been war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all the days of Rehoboam's life. The rest of the events of Abijam's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. There was also war between Abijam and Jeroboam. Abijam rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. His son Asa became king in his place. In the 20th year of Israel's king Jeroboam, Asa became king of Judah, and he reigned 41 years in Jerusalem. His grandmother's name was Maakah, daughter of Abishalom. Asa did what was right in the Lord's sight as his ancestor David had done. He banished the male cult prostitutes from the land and removed all the idols that his ancestors had made. He also removed his grandmother Maakah, from being queen mother because she had made an obscene image of Asherah, Asa chopped down her obscene image and burned it in the Kidron Valley. The high places were not taken away, but Asa was wholeheartedly devoted to the Lord his entire life. He brought his father's consecrated gifts and his own consecrated gifts into the Lord's temple, silver, gold, and utensils. There was war between Asa and King Baasha of Israel throughout their reigns. Israel's King Baasha went to war against Judah. He built Ramah in order to keep anyone from leaving or coming to King Asa of Judah. So Asa withdrew all the silver and gold that remained in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the treasuries of the royal palace and gave it to his servants. Then King Asa sent them to Ben-Hadad, son of Tabrimmon, son of Hezion, king of Aaron, who lived in Damascus, saying, There is a treaty between me and you, between my father and your father. Look, I have sent you a gift of silver and gold. Go and break your treaty with King Baasha of Israel so that he will withdraw from me. Then Hadad listened to King Asa and sent the commanders of his armies against the cities of Israel. He attacked Ijon, Dan, Abel, Beth, Meachah, al and the whole land of Naphtali. When Baasha heard about it, he quit building Ramah and stayed in Tirzah. Then King Asa gave a command to everyone without exception in Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and the timbers Baasha had built it with. Then King Asa built Geba of Benjamin and Mizpah with them. The rest of all the events of Asa's reign, along with all his might, all his accomplishments, and the cities he built are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. But in his old age, he developed a disease in his feet. Then Asa rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of his ancestor David. His son Jehoshaphat became king in his place. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, became king over Israel in the second year of Judah's king Asa. He reigned over Israel two years. Nadab did what was evil in the Lord's sight and walked in the ways of his father and the sin he had caused Israel to commit. Then Baasha, son of Ahijah of the house of Issachar, conspired against Nadab basha struck him down at gibbethon of the philistines while nadab and all israel were besieging gibbethon in the third year of Judah's king asa basha killed nadab and reigned in his place when basha became king he struck down the entire house of jeroboam he did not leave jeroboam any survivors but destroyed his family according to the word of the lord he'd spoken to his servant ahijah the shilonite this was because jeroboam had angered the lord god of israel by the sins he had committed and caused Israel to commit. The rest of the events of Nadab's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Israel's king, kings. There was war between Asa and King Baasha of Israel throughout their reigns. In the third year of Judah's king, Asa Baasha, son of Ahijah, became king over all Israel, and he reigned in Tirzah 24 years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight walked in the ways of Jeroboam and the sin he had caused Israel to commit. Now, did you have trouble keeping track of all that? <laughs> We're going from the south to the north, and then from the north to the south, and you feel like you kind of need a little chart here, third year of this king, seventh year of this king. But basically, the writer's just going back and forth to show us how The word of the Lord is being fulfilled. I mean, God said, Jeroboam, because you turned away from me, I gave you you the northern ten tribes, and you blew it, buddy. Your entire family is going to be wiped out, and so it was done. God used one bad king to wipe out the family of another bad king. In the meantime, down south, there was a good king who had a wonderful son, a good king by the name of Asa, who reigned for many years, and just shows you. In bad days, God can raise up good men. In bad days, God can raise up godly men. In bad days, in times of cultural decline and rebellion and revolution, God can raise up good men. That ought to give us hope. And those good men sometimes will have good sons who will follow them as Asa had Jehoshaphat. We're going to read Jehoshaphat's story A little bit later, just be encouraged, be encouraged. The darker the night, the brighter the light shines. God never leaves himself without a witness in the world. Hold on to that fact. We're going to come back to that again just in two or three days. God never leaves himself without a witness in this world. You may be the only one in your family who's a Christian, but you are the one. You are God's man. You are God's woman. You were put in that classroom. You were put in that office. You were put in that factory. You're put on that street. You're put in that subdivision. You're put in that village. You're put in your own family. Go and shine the light of God. You can make a difference. If God can use Asa, if God can use Jehoshaphat, he can certainly use you today. Lord, we pray for that spirit, the bold spirit of Asa and the spirit of good King Jehoshaphat. May that spirit be in us today to live boldly for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Go out and have a great day, folks. Come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. Yeah, guess who we're going to meet? We're going to meet a mountain man. You don't want to miss that. See you tomorrow.